Dun, 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 dun. I have published a new book. It's called The View from the Deck, Thoughts on Values, Vision, and Gratitude. If you like morning motivation, you're going to love this book. You can find it on Kindle and in paperback form on Amazon, and the audiobook is coming soon. So check out The View from the Deck, Thoughts on Values, Vision, and Gratitude on Amazon now. I was talking to my wife the other day, and it made me realize that most people don't understand what gratitude is as a concept and as a practice. I mean, we always hear attitude of gratitude, and gratitude will attract what you want, and blah, 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 blah. But as I was trying to explain to my wife, or actually, I, I jumped to the end, like, oh, you should do this gratitude exercise. And she was very resistant. And she said things that sounded very familiar, because I had said them before when I didn't understand it. And that made me realize that I am falling into the common trap of once I'm doing something, it's easy to do it and hard to understand why others are not doing it. But before you're doing it, it's quite complicated and not terribly intuitive. So what is gratitude? Gratitude is very simple. It's being grateful for all the good things that you already have. Why gratitude? Because it opens us up for more positivity. What we focus on expands. So if we focus on our challenges and our problems, we expand our challenges and our problems. How does that work? Right? Wouldn't focusing on problems solve the problems? Yes and no. When we focus on our problems, we don't focus on solutions. And so our subconscious is simply dwelling on what is wrong and what is bad and not thinking about what are the steps to take us out of there. If you're dwelling on where you want to go and your goals, your, your objectives, then you're going to subconsciously think of ways to get there. If you're dwelling on your problems, you're going to subconsciously think of ways to get there and to continue doing the same patterns that have led to those problems. So where does gratitude come from? Gratitude keeps us focused on the things we like. And it makes us happier. This is the most powerful thing gratitude does without changing anything substantive or material in our lives. The way you achieve happiness is you bring your reality to your standards. So we all have a standard of what will make us happy. If I have this, this, and this, it will make me happy. But I have this, this, and this. So if your standard is... I need a house on the water that is on a quiet street, and I need two well-behaved kids and a luxury car and the house to be clean all the time, and that will make me happy. But you live in a small apartment, and you drive an old Honda Civic, and you don't have any kids, and you have a grumpy spouse, and your house is a mess, then you are unhappy. What gratitude does is it allows you to be grateful and thus happy with the things you have. And this is huge, because what's easier? To get a bigger house, a happier partner, a nicer car, better kids, or to move your expectations to align with what you already have? Now, we have this hustle culture, this constant growth culture, this constant improvement concept that goes against this. Well, if I'm just satisfied with what I have, then won't I just sit in mediocrity? Well, would you rather be happy with what you have now, or would you rather strive for something you're never going to get, and even if you get it, you still won't be satisfied, you'll be striving for more? I like happiness. So I drive a 2016 Honda Civic. That is, as I record this, seven years old. It is a 
nice car, but not a fancy car. It's not a luxury brand. It doesn't have plush leather seats. But it's got some cool features. It's got some nice technology. It's very reliable, and I don't need to worry about it. So I could say, yeah, I got this car. It's okay until I get a really nice car, the car I really want. Or I could say, it's a nice car. I like it. It's reliable. It's got the adaptive cruise control. It's pretty comfortable. I'm comfortable in it. I've had it for a long time. I like the right side camera when I'm changing lanes. It's a really nice car. I look at my seven-year-old Honda Civic, consumer-level common car. I look at that car with more affection than most BMW owners look at their car with. And I paid a lot less for it. So who's happier with their car? The person with the $70,000 BMW or me with the $22,000, when it was new, Honda Civic? I think it's worth about like $10,000 now. But I'm very happy. I look outside and say, yeah, that's my car. I like that car. I don't want to trade that car in. I don't want a better car. That's my car. My house is not a mansion. It's pretty big. But it's got some issues. It's got some work that the previous owners did that was DIY. If you come in here, you will notice imperfections in my house. It's not always clean. It's a bit messy. We got some spiders in the basement where my office is. A lot of things I could complain about. But instead, I look at it as, this is a really nice house. It's big enough that everyone can go to separate spaces if we want to get away from each other. I have an office that's big enough that it could be an apartment. I mean, it'd be a studio, but it'd be a decent studio. You, I could live in this room. There's enough room. I have windows in my office, even though it's in the basement. I have the house overlooks some woods, but is right downtown and is walkable. So if I focus on all the positives, I say, this is a really nice house. And it wasn't terribly expensive because by the standards of society, it's not that nice. Which means it's cheaper. So I've got more money left over after getting my super nice house. Because I have that gratitude perspective, that gratitude orientation, I saved hundreds of thousands of dollars buying a house. I don't need a $900,000 million, $900, million house. Our house was under $300,000, and to me, it's a mansion. To me, it's everything I need, everything I want in a house. This is especially important in relationships. Focus on what you have, not what you don't have. Now, it's really easy to look at your partner and see their physical imperfections and their habits you don't like, and they, they leave the seat up, or they don't clean this, or they don't put that back where it goes. You know, I, I could list a dozen things about my wife that I don't like, and she could probably list a hundred things about me she doesn't like, but I focus on the things I do like. What's that do? That means when I look at her, I see those things I like. I don't notice the things I don't. And what that does is it trains my brain not to notice the imperfections and to just to notice the perfections, to notice what's amazing about her, which means I'm pretty darn happy. When I look at her, I see the most beautiful woman in the world. Because I don't see her imperfections. I'm not looking for them. I don't see them. I remember when I started doing this practice, I would see on the street some objectively attractive women. They had the things that in our culture are markers of hotness, shall we say. And if an objective person were to look at 
this person on the street next to my wife. The objective person might erroneously believe that the street person, that doesn't sound right, that the stranger on the street is more attractive. However, I looked and I said, I bet she can't cook for crap. And when I look at the two of them next to each other, I find my wife hands down more attractive. I'm not even tempted by this woman on the street because she's not my wife. I'm committed to my wife and I'm grateful for my wife. And when you focus on gratitude, you appreciate what you have. See, the grass is not greener on the other side of the fence. The grass is greener where you water it. And as you appreciate what you have, you become happier with it. There's this thing called the backwards law, which I believe goes back to Greek philosophy, but most recently Mark Manson's been talking about it. It is the idea that the pursuit of, some, of a positive experience is a negative experience. And the acceptance of a negative experience is a positive experience. So the pursuit of more sales, more money, bigger house, nicer car, more attractive girlfriend, whatever, is a negative experience. You're focused on what you don't have and the difference from where you are to where you want to be. But the positive experience is accepting, I like what I have. This is good. There's always more you could have, but everything has a cost. And we often forget what the cost is. Oh, I wish I had a nicer car. Yeah, but a nicer car means more money. And that money could be used for other things. One of the challenges people have is they make more money and they spend it. Most people who make more money have more debt and are actually in a more precarious financial situation because they need the income to maintain their lifestyle, which isn't that much better than someone of a more modest income. Now, we're not talking about someone who's dirt broke. We're talking about, you know, the person making $400,000 a year versus the person making $100,000 a year. Their lifestyle is not four times better. It's just four times more expensive because they don't appreciate what they have. But if they could appreciate what they have, they could have gratitude for the $100,000 lifestyle. They'd have $300,000 extra dollars a year to invest, and they could stop working in a couple years. But it's about that attitude of gratitude. It's about focusing on the positive things you have. Now, how do you do it? The way you do it is you focus on what is good at increasing levels of detail. So some people, they try to do a gratitude exercise and they say, I thought of five things, I can't think of anything more. You know, I'm grateful for my kids, my spouse, my house, my reliable car, and I got a good job and I'm healthy. I can't think of anything else. The first step is to dive deeper. Not just I'm grateful for my house, but I'm grateful for the deck of my house that lets me look out over the trees and I'm grateful for the trees that are behind the house and I'm grateful the house is in a downtown area that I can walk to and I'm grateful the house doesn't have an HOA so if we forget to mow the lawn we don't get a fine and I'm grateful the house is big enough that everyone has their own space and I'm grateful that I have a nice office in my house to do what I need to do and I'm grateful that the house is in a great spot near the highway that's so convenient and I'm grateful that the house is affordable enough that our mortgage isn't that high so we can afford to live in it what was that, five, six things? All diving into the house. And I could probably come up with 10 more. I'm grateful for my daughter. I'm grateful that she is so kind. I'm grateful for her artistic ability. I'm grateful she can help me in my business. You know, diving into each of those things deeper and deeper and deeper. If you set the intention of I'm going to write down five things I'm grateful for every day or three, if that's easier, and you keep a list and you can't repeat, at first you're going to say, I can't think of more than three or four. 
But if you keep going, you will come up with 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. And that's you start stretching your concept of gratitude and getting into that habit because one leads to the next to the next. And of course, it's also about mindset. If you take on the identity of I'm someone who has trouble coming up with gratitude items, you will. And if you say, I'm someone who's good at gratitude exercises, you will be. Whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you are likely correct, as Henry Ford said. So if you'd like to do something about this and not just think about it, then do a simple gratitude exercise. Every morning, every night, do it at the same time every day just so you get it done. I like mornings. Write down five things you are grateful for. Or you want to do it on easy mode, write down three things you're grateful for. Want to do it on hard mode, write down ten. Do this for two weeks. Don't repeat. So that means you're going to have between, what's the math there, 15 days. So between 45 and 150 things you are grateful for. And you're going to get really granular as you get down to the end, especially if you're going for a longer list. You know, I am grateful that the pain in my foot went away that I had a while ago. I am grateful that I learned this one exercise that helps with my back. And you really kind of dive deeper and deeper. But it will get you in the habit of thinking of those grateful things. And then, once you're in that habit, when bad things happen, this is when you're at the end game. Or this is when you're you know achieving the pinnacle of success on this. When bad things happen, you immediately jump to gratitude. Oh, man. The house is such a mess, I haven't been able to clean it in a while. I'm so grateful I have a house that's so big that it still functions when it's messy. All right, when I lived in a small apartment, if it was messy, we're stepping over things and tripping over things. We got a big enough house, we can shove things in the corner. And we should get to it, but it's not catastrophic, right? So we're grateful the house is so big. Or, you know, I uh, that meeting went really badly, but I'm so grateful I have a business where I get to have those kinds of meetings. If you immediately go to that gratitude reflex, then it will have a powerful impact for flipping flipping around those negative experiences and focusing in you not just on what you're grateful for, but on the way forward to make the best of what has happened, which is, of course, how things get objectively better, not just subjectively better. I am grateful for you listening. I hope you are grateful for me sharing this with you. I'd love to hear your comments, your thoughts, your feedback. Email me, michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. And I will see you, or at least you will hear me, in the next Morning Motivation. I have published a new book called The View from the Deck, Thoughts on Values, Vision, and Gratitude. If you like Morning Motivation, you're going to love this book. It's a lot of the same concepts. The basic principle of the book is that I was coaching clients, and they were telling me about their dream life, and I was recognizing elements of their dream life in my everyday life. And it made me realize there's things in my life that people are dreaming of, and there's things in my life that the me of a few years ago would absolutely have given his right arm for, and chances are you've got the same. So I took these concepts about values and what makes us do what we do, vision, where we want to be, and gratitude, appreciating the awesome things we have, and put them together into one awesome book called The View from the Deck, Values, Vision, and Gratitude. You can find it on Amazon.com. Just search for Michael Whitehouse, The View from the Deck, and get your copy today.